Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us today for this very different, unusual Sunday service, but I know you're going to have a really good time spending this morning with us. So we want to introduce you to some very special people who are making up the core of the conversation team today. Now, you may look around the table and say, I know that one. I'm not sure about that one. So we're going to start by introducing ourselves to you so you know everyone that's present. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Paul, and along with my wife Wendy, we pass the Waterside congregation. I'm Sarah, Mark and I look after the online congregation. I'm Jeff, and I'm married to Jane, and we look after Family Church Gospel. And Kirsty and I look after the Haven Congregation of Family Church. I'm Sean, um, me and my wife Paula pastor Portsmouth Family Church. And I'm Sandy, and my husband Chris and I, um, we pastor Waterlooville. Hey, and I'm Stu, and me and Carla, my wife, uh, we serve as executive Pastors of Family Church. And of course, you probably know, this is me and Gina, we lead Family Church. So we just had an incredible day yesterday at something that we called the One Family Event. Mm. And we gathered people from different congregations. And I know that many of you were able to come and I hope you had a fantastic day. And we spent the day around one core subject and thought it would be really good today to just have a chat, have a talk around this core subject, which is really the church. The key verse that we used yesterday was found in the book of Acts, and it's chapter 2, verses 42. I'm going to read these verses to you, and then we're going to spend some time today just hearing from different pastors in family church about what bit of this passage or what bit of this scripture jumps out to them and why. So I'm going to read to you from Acts 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to everyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, we shared yesterday that this is one of the only windows that we have into the early church. Mm. We know that on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God was given, but also the Church of Jesus Christ was born. That was the first day of the church. And you read on later on in the book of Acts and you hear about different people traveling to different places, but we have this unique window to see how the church functioned, what was passionate to the church. Mm. And in some ways, like we were sharing yesterday, the recipe of the church. Now, we all gather around the thoughts of having a church. How many people have you spoken to when they say to you, we just need more miracles, we just need more signs and wonders, right? You never get a shortage of people saying those things. But my response more than ever is, yeah, those things will happen when we get back to the recipe. And here I see the recipe of the early church, the blueprint. And uh, it's a great recipe. (laughs) Now, there's some conversations going on today on something that I totally don't agree with called church deconstruction. Mm. The hour in which we're living, this world needs the church. But this world needs the church to be the church. We don't Mm. need any deconstruction. 
in some ways we need rediscovery we need to lay aside some of our blueprints and plans come back to what the church was when she was born now that doesn't mean that we suddenly act Israeli (laughs) or Jewish because that's the culture it was originally born in Mm -hmm. but take the culture the DNA the traits of the church and I want to talk about those today so we're going to go around this is a discussion and I want each of you just to tell me the bit that jumps out to you. Now, every one of us could say, well, there's so many bits, yeah. but we haven't got time today. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for one bit. And I am going to start with you, Stuart. What jumps out to you when you read that passage? Okay, well, the word they, actually, they devoted themselves. So so it says they. And and I was just thinking about who were they. Mm. So, so I'm thinking about who were they, but who are they now? But first of all, who were they? Well, they were Jews. Um, in Jewish culture, um, mainly men with women and children, mm. um, and and that's how it was. Um, but Jesus came to break down the wall of separation, to mm. to open up yeah. the kingdom of God to all nations and all tribes and tongues. Uh, there's one scripture that I want to read that that really defines what Jesus did, and then I'll talk about they today. So they then were Jews, mainly men, in a very male-dominated society. But then it says in Galatians 3, verse 28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And for me, that says it all, because they today, since Jesus came, everyone that has stepped into the kingdom of God, um, every man, woman, every person from every nation mm. has become part of they, part of the Church of Jesus Christ. And I think today is just a really good opportunity to remind to remind ourselves who they are. That yeah. they is every single member yeah, of the really body good. of Christ. Good, yeah. um, no matter what background you've come from, no matter what culture you you live in or have lived in, no matter what nation you're from, yeah. it includes male and female. Yeah. It includes old and young. It yeah. includes um, single and married. I think it's really important that that we we. Just make sure that when we think about the church, we're not thinking of any one particular group of people, but they include all of those people. It's completely inclusive and it's independent of status. And and that's the wonderful thing about the body of Christ is Mm. that every single member of the body has an important part to play. And I think um, today I'm just reminded that, that every person has value. Every yeah. single person has value. Yeah. It doesn't matter what experience you come with, yeah. what what personality traits you have, mm. um, you know, what skills and qualifications yeah. you have. Every single person in the body of Christ has value. Right. Uh, just good, yeah. as we did oh, yesterday, I just want to remind ourselves yeah. that includes the children, that yeah. that, that children, um, men and women, every, every person yeah. in the body of Christ has an important part in the body and um that's, and, that's really us as family church isn't it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you yeah, look at family church of who we, are, we really yeah. do celebrate male and female young yeah. and old yeah. and we're not caught to trying to be israeli we're happy being english but also our church is made up of many nations yeah. Yeah. and we are celebrating the day yeah, yeah. And, and that every person has a place at the table yeah. yes. every person is a, is a valued member of the body of christ good. and every person has the yeah. right to get good teaching to grow in god mm-hmm. to have great fellowship to to be part of our church family yeah. and the global church family yeah. where they are recognised as, as as valuable as every yeah. other person. I love that. Mm. That's a lot of good stuff from one word. Yeah, yeah. Right? Really yeah. Really you take that yeah. one yeah. word, right? Yeah. Like. How about you, Sandy? What jumps out to you? The very next word. Okay. 
yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. I loved what Buster Stu said there, but Thank I you. love the you're welcome. <laughs> um, but they, what they did was they devoted themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't coerced and corralled and even commanded, you know, this is what you need to do. Mm. They just devoted themselves. Yeah. And I just think, because I, I, I was, you know, just from yesterday as well, just refreshing my memory about, the, about this actual scripture, is that just prior to and they is the 3,000 souls that were added. Mm. They just got saved. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. they devoted themselves. They, were, yeah. they weren't... Yeah. Told right. they weren't, weren't given a list of rules. This is what's required. Yeah. This is what you need to mm, do. They devoted themselves. Mm, really good. And to me, it's almost like, although the Apostle Paul hadn't been saved at this time, he wasn't saved yet. But it's almost like they had a full, <laughs> a glimpse of Philippians. You know, oh, where, where the Bible yeah. says, "Work out your own salvation mm. with fear yeah. and trembling." Because a lot today, a lot today is people being driven, sadly. Yes. You know, are you going to be at church? Are you going to be at church? Yeah. You're going to come to discipleship. You're going to be in a small group, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a drive in that has to happen from leadership that wasn't present here. Mm. Right. This wasn't yeah. devotion in the leadership alone. No. It was all the people. Personal. Right. So, yeah. so they had a revelation, really those guys, those 3,000 souls, they had a revelation. They had an understanding, and it was as a result of I believe that of what God had done in 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 the, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus yeah. Christ. It had mm. impacted their lives yeah. in such so a way yeah. really that, it, the, uh, that, it, that mm. they devoted mm. themselves. Yeah. You know, because they felt they had an obligation. Yeah. Yes, you know, I mean, again, obligation is a negative word today, but we yeah. do have an obligation. Yes. These people, like you yeah. said, Sandy, so well understood that Jesus Christ died on a cross for them. Mm. And they said, this means something for us. Mm. That's really good. I yes, love that. So yes, we've got they, really we've got devoted mm. themselves. <laughs> I'm going to go over to this side of the table. Jeff, what yeah. stands out to you? It's not the next word. Oh, oh okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, Breaking the sequence. <laughs> you go down uh, verse 43, it says, then fear came upon every soul. Mm. And, and it's that word fear which, you know, in English translation, you could think of, oh, no, that's, that's fearful, it's scary, it's, you know, you're, you're cowering under the things of God. And, and that's not God's heart. Mm. He's welcoming, he's, yeah. he's embracing, he's yeah. trying to bring us close to him. And it's a mm. loving father that's bringing us close. And that word translated is actually awe. It's the, mm. it's the wonder, yeah. it's the amazement, yeah. it's the, res mm. the our right. respect yeah. and response yeah. oh, and our yes. reverence for yeah. him. Yes. And, and I think really it's... it's the awe of God is so missing in church, right. in, in society. And if we get that back, that, mm. that jaw-dropping awe yes. mm. of who he is yeah. and, and what he's done, yes. the, the power of the cross, the power of his word. And, and these, like you say, 3,000 new souls were in awe. Yes. Right. That's that right. They knew That's something amazing. had lifted. Yeah. Yeah. They knew yeah. something had changed. They yeah. right. perhaps couldn't put their finger up. They hadn't got the apostles' doctrine in their heart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But something had changed, and, and they that, were in awe. It's that moment, isn't it? It's like we see this in our congregations, mm. but, you know, you hit that moment in worship <coughs> where people, in context, they say, oh, yeah, God is here. Yeah. yeah. But then all of a sudden they're like, something's happening. Yeah. In this room. And the God who's omni, always present, just made himself known in a fresh mm. way. I love that, Jeff. Awe is a great word. Again, yeah. it's not fear that makes you run from 
feel it makes you run too. Yes. How about you, Sarah? What jumps out of that passage to you? I thought it was really interesting <coughs> that communion makes the top four of the wow. things that mm. they kind of right. devote themselves right. to. Because for me, if I'm being completely transparent, never really been a huge fan of communion. Oh. Like, I've always <laughs> felt it had like a kind of religious element yeah, that just true. made me yeah, want to yeah. rebel from it. <laughs> and so, you know, doing youth ministry and young adult ministry, we kind of managed to get away with not doing it because I wasn't ever entirely comfortable with doing it until we couldn't. And so being part of the online church, Mm, communion was one of those things like, should we do it, should we not? But the online congregation, so those that we would call our devoted, felt really strongly about it. And it caused me to really question how do we do it and why do we do it and should we do it? Bearing in mind, we're all in our own homes, we're all in different locations. But they felt really strongly and I I was completely persuaded and feel (laughs) so differently now, you're as pleased to hear. But actually, it's the one thing that we can do, that if we're invited to the table, why would we say no? Mm. And that actually, if we're to become part of the body, even doing it remotely in our own homes enabled us to connect as the body. Mm. And it became such an important part of our unity that even people who watch on catch up are joining in with it. Because there's there's no time, there's no place in in God, is there? Like we are part of this family. Mm. And so it became something that is probably one of, again, our top four. Yeah. Key pillars that we put in in the online congregation. Well, it centres us, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like mm. you can do your worship and do your preaching, it's all good, but then that moment when yeah. you get the bread and the wine yeah. out, it's his body, yes. his blood. Yes. And it's the remembrance. It's really good. Yeah. We were away yeah. preaching a couple of weeks ago in America, and Gina preached a message on the power of remembrance, how God's a God of remembrance. But that moment of communion mm. is yeah. when we stop mm. and yeah. we go, his mm. body. That's how we maintain yeah. that sense of all. Jesus really in the middle, yeah. his body, yeah. his that. message, mm. his salvation, his blood. Yeah. Now, did you enjoy communion more when we went to a little re- <laughs> remove to right? Re- or did you prefer challenge. the old God? I do that love a challenge, but being a clumsy person, yeah. I was quite often covered yeah. in the that came out of those fiddly little cups. We have some people that still haven't worked out how to get to the I think some of them are trick cups. I often share the story. I am old enough to remember church when a goblet got yes. passed around and they wiped, they gave you tissue. I gave you a tissue. <laughs> the and, tissue. Yeah. So Hygienic. that's probably why you didn't delight in it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot that's, bit of trauma. That's yeah, brilliant. That's nice. Thanks, <laughs> hey, Paul, what jumps out of this incredible passage when you read it? It could be a whole number of things, but particularly um, for me, just the, the fact it says they had everything in common. Mm. And, and I love that. And, and then following on from that into verse 45, it says, um, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So starting with they had everything in common, mm. as, as Pastor Stu has already said, that, that doesn't mean to say they're all the same. There's male, yeah. female, there was there was Gentiles, mm. there was there were Jews, there was rich, poor, all kind of ethnicities. Um, but it, in terms of their heart, they had everything in common. And that's what the Holy Spirit had done after being poured out as recorded in Acts 2. That's what it had done, it given them such a unity of uh, unity of purpose, mm. and, and that had really affected you know their finances and the way they viewed yeah. uh, viewed finances. And what I love is that Nothing was being forced. Mm, yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes as, as yeah. pastors, if we can be real about this yeah. stuff, we mm. feel like we're persuading people sometimes, don't we? And yeah, yeah, there might be a place for that in leadership, yeah. yes. But, but they didn't need to persuade anyone. Yeah. It was just they, it was right. just commonness really of heart. Oh, yeah. And we want to look after people. And it makes it clear. It says, so they sold property and possessions yeah. to give to anyone who had need. There were no needy people among them. Mm. In right. a couple of chapters later, if I could just read that a, a few verses there. So in Acts 4, it says this. So it just kind of expands on this point. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. God's Mm. grace was so powerfully at work in them all, there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, Mm. those who owned land or houses sold them, 
brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Now, that's not something you can persuade someone to do. That's that's the Holy Spirit. But that's what the Holy Spirit had done. They had everything in common. They didn't have to force anything. And um, it's that unity of purpose. Mm. And just to not see any needy people. And a love for each other. other. Indeed. Just to read one more script, if that's okay, from John 3. Uh, sorry, 1 John 3, uh, verse 17, not John three seventeen. Um, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? And that's a reality. Yeah. So then goes on to say, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions really and, and truth. If we, see, if we have material possessions, yeah. we see those in need. Yeah. And how can yeah. we not help them? That's what was happening here. Yeah. It wasn't, didn't need to be persuaded, didn't need to be forced. There were no guilt trips. People yeah. just wanted to help out the needy, but it's that commonness yeah. of heart. So what we're seeing here purpose. is a move of the Spirit. Yeah. You know, when you talk about to people about a move of the Holy Spirit today, <laughs> they often speak about how you felt in a meeting, goosebumps, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're actually, here we see a move of the Holy Spirit, but it was where people became more important than stuff. Yeah, wow. yeah. But yeah. maybe yeah. we wow. will really know when the Spirit's moving, mm. when suddenly mm. people were going... Listen, I'm blessed yeah. in this way, I'm blessed mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in our fellowship mm-hmm. that wow. needs help? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's where I look at them and I look at us and I go, we're on the same journey and we're yeah. heading somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think that would be a powerful time yeah. where we begin yeah. to see yes. more yeah. of that. Absolutely. Love those Absolutely. thoughts. Thank yes. you, Paul. I want to ask you now, Gina, mm-hmm. what jumps out of this passage of Scripture when you read it? Um, well, the first bit here that says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And um, what that says to me is that as the Christians were coming in, because it says that their numbers were growing, and even the Christians that were there, that, um, that they were being taught what the Christian believes, um, why they believe it, and, um, and they were seeing it modeled, mm. so how to live it out. Mm, and sure. also, if you think about this, it sounds like this beautiful little idyllic, oh, just, you know, keeping themselves to themselves. But this was beautiful, and this was pure, and, and you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if it all looked like this all the time? Mm. But it had this beautiful, pure um, little body of Christians in the middle of a very sin-sick world, sure. um, world a world system that is was and still is anti-Christ. anti-Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And these people were so grounded in what they believed they were grounded in the teachings of Christ by men who sat at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So this wow. was coming at them, you know, hot. Yeah. <laughs> and But this was in them, and, and it was becoming a part of them, so that they were then able to live this life of Christianity out based on they knew mm. what was right, they sure. knew what was mm. wrong. Mm. And also, mm. they, they were so convinced of it mm. that they could mm. defend it as well. It's so true. It's mm. And it's foundational mm. truth, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. it's, it's when you hear some people today, they're going, oh, I'm listening to this person on a podcast, I'm listening, mm. these are modern-day apostles. And I love the voice of modern-day apostles, don't get me wrong. Mm. But when it speaks about foundational truth and building our lives upon um, unchanging truth... Yeah. That's what the first apostles mm, taught right, yeah. Yeah. on who Christ was, yeah. what he achieved yeah. on the cross. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I sense that we need to see in today's church, just again, that self-devotion yeah. to people saying, I want to grow. I don't just want to be saved. Yeah. God yes. called me out of the world. Right. I want to grow. But they will never grow unless they commit mm. to um, getting the apostles' doctrine or... Yeah discipleship right. in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I just add something to yeah. that as well. Just um, in Ephesians chapter 2, um, it talks about how Jesus is the cornerstone, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So that the very foundational stone from which the building, yeah. which is the church, um, comes. 
And of course, it talks about then the the apostles being the foundation, apostles and the prophets, and mm-hmm. yeah, and the the prophets. And it says, um, "You're no longer strangers and foreigners, mm-hmm. but fellow citizens with saints and members of the household of God, mm-hmm. having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. Himself being the chief cornerstone, Very in whom good. the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord." Mm-hmm. And again, this this is just an amazing picture of the church, mm-hmm. you know, the living stones, mm-hmm. you and I mm-hmm. coming together. Um, but we're built on something, which Solid is that foundation of teaching. Mm-hmm. It's like if a, uh, somebody called themselves a modern apostle disagreed with the foundational yeah. truth of an apostle that walked with Jesus yeah. and taught the very canon of Scripture, you'd have to say, I'm going with the old guy. Yeah, the church is built. Yeah. Yeah. It's always built Absolutely. upon Jesus Christ, cornerstone, the apostles and the prophets. Absolutely. Some great yeah. stuff there. Yeah, really Sean, good. come on, mate. What jumps out to you? For me, it's kind of like... Sorry, like... pastor mate. Pa- what, yeah, pastor <laughs> mate. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a little pastor bit mate. familiar there. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, pastor Sean, pastor mate. Mate's what my favourite word, isn't it, mate? <laughs> Everyone's mate. Um, but yeah, for me, it was similar to like kind of on the back of what Paul said regarding like, met, you know, they all had everything in common. It's that word to- together. You know, they were together and had everything in common. They, and there's two things that I get from it. They were together in the temple courts and they were together in their homes. Mm. And for me, mm. it's a picture. And actually, the two together are different. One yeah. means united in mind. One means united in things. Stuff. Mm. Stuff. Mm. So they shared stuff and they were together in their thinking. Yeah. And yeah, in the temple courts, that word for together means they were united in their mind. So they, they, they were you know, like similar to what you're saying, Jim, they were together in the teachings. They were together yeah, in, in the beliefs yeah. of what they believed. And they had it up here together. And then when they're at home, the overflow of that was they received uh, gift goods and helped each other in that. And I think there's such a togetherness that in some ways I think we do, we don't see it often in in the world we live in because everyone is so, um, you know, not, not, you know, but just can be selfish. You know, the world is a selfish place and everyone wants to protect what they've got, worked hard to get it, worked hard Mm. to hold on to it, don't want to let go of Mm. it. But actually the grace of God enables us to let go. Yeah. Because actually our inheritance is in heaven. Our inheritance is yeah. in the kingdom yeah. and it's not on things on this world. And I just think for myself, like, it just encourages me to think church isn't one day a week, seven days a week. The yeah. church yeah. meets on a Sunday, but the church is active yeah. the other yeah. six days. Yeah. Um, we work together. We do life together. Um, it's the same as yesterday. You know, we go to conference. We have a day at conference. But then actually... How often do we just do conference once a year and try to? It's not not meant to be like that. Yeah. It's got to be lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah, it's got yeah. to be continual. Like, I think the thing that's jumping out to us all here is when they say church, they're not saying uh, a building. Yeah. Mm. They're not yeah. saying a meeting once yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. They're very much talking the language yeah. of a community of that's people. Right. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, that are it. totally sold out for God, but also totally sold out. For each other. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, when Jesus always compares himself to the great shepherd and the church to the yeah. sheep. When you see this, you see a herd of people, yeah, a, a grouping of people moving together. Really Love good. Those yeah, thoughts. that's really good. Community, yeah. community. Yeah. And whenever we're talking in family church to people, we're always trying to get people into small groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I don't think people know why we're doing that. <laughs> It's because we want to break this churches on Sunday for two hour mode and see the community come on forth. Hey, Steve. Come on. Uh, so my, mine would actually be the same as Jeff, so you obviously stole my notes. But uh, the awe of God. And, and, and the reason is that that's, to me, so often what's missing from the church today, because then, like they devoted themselves, because God was enough. And often in a modern-day church, we're looking for what's God going to do for me? Not he's enough just in who yeah. he is. And yeah. they were filled with, with awe 
the awe of God, knowing that you know God is enough, who He is, yeah. what He's done for us, and and you know so often we've translated that to be, if God doesn't do this, then I'm out of it. Um, if God doesn't show up in this way, then mm. I'm out of it. Mm. Well, actually, God has already done enough. God doesn't it's need true. to do it anymore. Good, and I love yeah. Yeah. this yeah. verse in Hebrews mm. uh, thirteen, Hebrews twelve, verse twenty-seven. Um, sorry, twenty-eight. It says, "Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping Him with holy fear." And awe, mm. and like you said, often fear right. is a negative connotation. But yeah. I, I think fear and awe needs to come back into the yeah. modern day church. Yeah. So it's yeah. not yeah. being yeah. an yeah. event that we turn up to, and it's yeah. actually it's actually real. It's God is enough, and I think when mm. God's enough, you devote yourself, you start giving stuff yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, it's it all true. stems from mm. that. It all kicks in, and it's again yeah. what the Lord was yeah. speaking to us over the last twelve months is the yeah. actuality yeah. of God. It is. Yeah. But yeah. when God becomes actual to people's understanding, you yeah. can't go to church late. Yeah, you can't not want his word because you're learning about you know and it's yeah. that oh holy spirit would you breathe in yeah, family church over and over again the actuality to, you know to praise and worship yeah. because you realize i'm worshiping the god you've got an awe of the one that you're yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. man and that was you know so that takes away secret living as well yeah. because if you think it's about mm. what god sees on sunday but then yeah. the awe of god is in your daily Come life yes. that's great stuff that you would do when others aren't looking you don't do it anymore because it's not a god you visit on yeah, Sunday this is really good we got so much out of these first opening verses yeah. they wow. devoted themselves to apostles teaching to fellowship <laughs> to breaking the bread and prayer and to me I want to just jump on that final one prayer because this is something that we're all sensing um, and I'm really committed to leading a charge on in family church we spoke about this yesterday with a lot of detail yeah. about prayer but we really feel the Lord speaking to us at the moment saying I want my house to be a house of prayer. Mm. Yeah. Now, when we read that, my response is, I want this house yes. yeah. to be yeah. a house yeah. of prayer. Good, yeah. Yeah. But I want this house yeah. to be a house yeah. of prayer. Now, this church was born out of a prayer meeting. Sure. So to me, when I'm looking at the recipe, mm. I'm loving the devotion. I'm loving all mm. of the aspects. Mm. But the re- bit that's really coming to me is they devoted themselves. Not a few people, a handful of people. Mm. They, the community of believers, devoted themselves to all of these things, including the breaking of bread and prayer. Mm. I believe Holy Spirit wants to get the religion out of our prayer. I believe he wants to get the mundane Mm. out of our prayer and bring the excitement of what prayer in our own lives personally. I've got such a fresh desire. We've been talking a lot, haven't we, about just how there's this fresh burning within us to pull away and pray with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. It doesn't feel like an obligation. But also in the church, even the last few weeks, mm, I've been yeah. seeing people get excited yes. in a new way yeah. about mm. prayer. So always remember Danny yeah. Thornton saying, spiritual people pray. Yes. Yes. He always yes. spiritual people True. pray. Yeah. Now, so we've got these incredible ingredients, but then it's that final bit that I think every pastor wants. And um, it says, and there were signs and wonders... And the Lord added mm. to their number daily mm. yeah. those who were being saved. That last statement in in verse 47. Yeah. Now, that's every pastor's dream, right? Yeah, mm. I mean, we do advertising, we do Facebook, we do social media. We say, come to our church. Would you please come to our church? We'll give you sandwiches on this day. We'll give you on this day if you come to our church. And we've seen the fruit of that. What happens when God yes, exactly. yeah. leans the over the balcony yeah. of heaven? Yeah. Yes. All right, right, just using that as terminology yeah. for yeah. visualization. <laughs> looks at a church like Family Church and says, 
I like what I see. Yeah. Yes. I like what I <laughs> yeah. see. Well, apparently, when he does that, he adds to your numbers daily. Now, when we think about church addition, we think of two more people coming. We had yeah. 10 on Sunday. Well, if you read back in the storyline, God says, oh, I'm going to send 3,000 people. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Mm. 3,000 people in one day. I'm like, hey, well, I'm so ready for that. I don't know where we're going to put them. That's true. Um, but... Come Amazing. on, we want to get into God edition. Yeah, yeah. But raise yeah. our yes. expectations. Yes. Raise yeah. our expectations. Get out of yeah. what we're able to achieve yeah. with good service, yeah. loving up, and just say, really God, mm. if we, Heavenly Father, if we put greater emphasis on all of these points that we've spoken about, yeah. we want to please you. Yeah. In such a way yeah. that signs and wonders oh, yes. break out in our meetings. Yes. We've got yeah. more miracles happening than what we know what to do Amen. with. Yeah. And also, suddenly people are coming from every area mm. in the cities and the towns and mm. the villages yeah, yeah. that we're positioned. Oh, yeah. Come on, it's that's great. where I think we're headed, Absolutely. right? Mm. But like we said at the beginning, I don't think we need to be having a discussion today saying, what should church become? With some futuristic... Mm. Like, let's find a plan we haven't found before. Mm. Rather, I remember somebody wrote a book on this about 14 years ago. What's that called? God's Blueprint for His Church. (laughs) Why don't we push away some of the futuristic plans that are unproven? Yeah, it's good. Unproven, they're theory. Yeah. And come back to these verses. I want to just finish with this thought. How would each of you, in one statement encourage people to jump into what church is with both feet in a greater way. Now, I've not given any of you guys chance to rehearse this. I love doing this to you guys. I really do. What would you say? We've got people watching from all of our congregations today, people that are watching thinking, hey, I might visit that church. We've got our online community watching. We've got those who meet in person. What's a statement that you would say why people, for their own benefit, need to jump harder into church in this season that we're in. And I'm going to start with you, Sarah. We are busy people who make excuses all the time, and I think it's about priorities. Like, what are your priorities? What's the Mm. most important thing in your life? Make that the main thing. Mm. So obviously, God is the main thing. So all of these things are an outpouring of that. Seek first Mm. the kingdom. Seek first, give God his true priorities that he's worthy of. Amen. Mm. Paul. I think understand. We've, we've talked a lot about community this this morning. I think that I think understanding that church is a community, and whether we mm. whether people go to church or not, it doesn't just matter to you personally. It actually, matters to everyone. It actually, yes. matters whether you're there. Yes. Yes. So other people need sure. you yes. need you in their in their lives. So understanding that it's a, a community, every, there's unity. Every have, people had everything in common. They, as Pastor Sue's talking about, when you fully understand that, you can't keep people away from church because yeah. so they'll, they'll want mm-hmm. that connection. Connecting with God, yes, absolutely, mm. but connecting with people, because that's all part of God's plan. Yeah. Well, we said the thing coming out well. of COVID that needed repair more than anything was connectivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. were disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. So I like what you're saying, Paul. This is yeah. actually, you can sit there saying, I was disconnected in COVID, mm. but it's about get connected, yeah. Mm. Yeah. get into a community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. absolutely. I think for me it would be the realisation that I'm no longer my own. It's I've been good. bought with a price, mm. good yeah, one, and yeah. actually, my my life is now his. Mm. And to live that sacrificial yeah. really life good. is is key. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah, I love that. that yeah. for me. Yeah. Steve, yeah, good. similar to what Paul said in terms of everything that you read in the Bible about isolation is negative. Yeah, you don't read anything that's positive. But, you know, and it's not good that man should be alone. All these mm. things about that teaches you about the dangers when you're in isolation. 
And God has formed us to be in community mm, yeah. that we contribute, but we also yeah. gain. And I think if you want your life Stereo. to be in a place of great health, mm. yeah. then you need to be in a, in a context of community. Yeah. Yeah. As much as anything, so that the people that you struggle with, you actually gain from because yeah. God That's grows true. you in that yeah. and God yeah. grows the other person. Yeah. Yeah. We need each other in that. That's really good. Yeah. Gina? Yeah. Well, um, this past Sunday, we sang a new song in church. I'm not even going to attempt to, to, to sing it. Go on, Gina. I can't know. I can't tell you the line from the song. The thought from the song was, with all these people in the room, all this faith in the room, what can't God wow. do? Oh, yeah. So why would you not want to be in that atmosphere, especially... Everybody needs uh, miracles. Everybody needs family mm-hmm. members touched. Um, and, and I'm not saying it in a selfish way, but to just be in that atmosphere of faith, surrounded by all these people, um, the majority of whom would be like-minded, loving God, there to honor God, it is such a beautiful life-giving atmosphere yeah. probably yeah. the best atmosphere you'll be in all week and not yeah. just yeah. not just in Sundays when the life groups and the small groups yes. life groups yes. connect groups yeah. 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 I meet oh, together yeah. um, we've renamed them but their purpose has <laughs> stayed the same so there as well yes. in a community of faith Stuart yeah. Mm. Caught your mid-gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is, see, this so, is real recording. It's real time. Uh, my thought is going back to what I was talking about, which is they, and, and th- that we're all members of the body of Christ. And, and like's already been said, um, as members of the body, uh, we have a part to play that causes the whole body to be yeah. fulfilled yeah. and, and, and um, you know facilitates the effective working of the body mm. as a whole. Um, but also as individual members, um, when we're in our right place, what an amazing, fulfilling thing that is. Yes, it it's is. incredible mm. to feel like you're part of something and that, that you're not just a part, but actually if you weren't there, then it wouldn't function yeah, effectively as it needs to. Yeah. Mm. Every, body, every bit of a body doing it is better. Yeah, it's really exactly. Yeah. And, and we're the body of Christ, the, yeah. the body yeah. of the anointed one. That, so yeah. God's power and anointing flows through his church. And so remember that as well. Wow, like what a privilege it is to be part yeah, of this incredible body. I heard a message recently um, where the guy, the speaker, said, um, "Allow you know, work out, in work out from you what God has put in you." Ooh, and yeah. um, okay. he was a preacher at Family Church Portsmouth, mm. and um, and I, it really spoke volumes to <laughs> me. You know, but you're not going to be able Which to. Which one speak. was it? It was um, the Michael recent. Um, what was Michael Wood? Michael Wood. Michael. Oh, sorry. Okay, so none of you. Yes. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Oh, was it me? No, it wasn't. Michael Wood. And a um, really, really good message. But, but, but um, because that really sort of, to me, it connects the whole thing, yeah. is that you can't, it's great that you devote yourself, and it's important, and it's almost the core yeah. of the Christian life, mm. but you cannot work out your own salvation in isolation, mm. you've got, you've got to allow you, and what's yeah. in you yeah. is going to impact and influence other people. Yeah. So bring your gifting. Yeah. Yeah. There's room at the table. Look at yeah. this. Love There's that. room at the table. Sure. So bring your gifting. That's the good. body of Christ needs you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Very good. Sure. Yeah. For me, it's like uh, as individuals, it's, it's all about the foundation. You know, we live in a very unstable world, yeah. and we can do nothing about the storms, regardless. But we can do one thing about what we're built on and it's positioning ourselves in a better foundation so when the storms do come actually the the house of god is the jesus christ himself is the greatest place to position your life that when the storms do come which jesus said they would actually we're not rocked instead we're side by side iron sharpens iron we're together in this and actually the foundation's strong but actually the world 
and it's things that it offers you just leaves us often feeling broken, yeah. isolated yeah. and a mess. Yeah. But the house of God isn't that. It's a place yeah. of strong foundation yeah. and unity. Yeah. And so it's coming together yeah. for that. You know? That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. been a good time, mate. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, taken yeah. a really, really important passage of scripture, yeah. opened it up, look at it from different angles. And I think we got a lot of goodness mm. out of this verse. Mm. And hope you've enjoyed it today. Like we said, this is something different, but it's nice to do something different every now and then. Sure, I hope you've good. enjoyed the different pastors sharing what has spoken to them from uh, this verse and I want to encourage you why not go back and read this verse in Acts 2 verse 42 right the way down and just see what the Holy Spirit may say to you but we've had a good time together and we? yeah, yeah. 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 we're going to sign up a minute and uh, release you to get on with your day but once again thank you for taking this time with us we're going to give you a good rousing cheer as we leave <laughs> as we just bless your day in Jesus name all of our love Pastors of Family Church. Whee!